Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another money show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Creo and J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford & Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area to bring you information you may not find on those other radio shows. We are aware the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. And J.R. and myself have so many topics to go over. That's a lie. J.R. a ton. I've got one. So we'll let JR lead things off. Yeah, and let me ramble and roll with things today. Don't cut me off like usual. Just let me go, Anthony. Just get back to me at the end. I want to be here today. I called dibs. Back the dibs. Have fun. So today we have some information on the screen from our wonderful producer, Jim Terabokia. So let me, let me, and Anthony, you know I love reading. Whether there's pictures or not, I'm I'm into reading. How Show much, up all the words you know. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Get to it. No. No, you're good. You're good. You said you wanted to be me today, so have a good time with it. So how much do you currently have in your savings account for over one third of Americans? This number is $100 or less. Go banking rates recently surveyed 1,000 Americans ages 18 and older to learn more about their banking practices and found that 36% have no more than $100 in their in a savings account. In a similar study conducted in late 2022, 33% of Americans responded they had $100 or less in savings. So, was well, this great news? Because I thought we didn't want people to have money in the bank. They've been listening to another money, so the banks are a necessary evil. You need it to pay your bills, but yes, keep $100 at the most. And by the way, we haven't brought it up in a while. Close that safe deposit box. What does that have to do with your checking and savings? Just trust me. Our whole show is about being proactive, not reactive. Trust me. Go today. Today, as we record, is the 24th already of January 2024, and we want a big run on the banks to close safe deposit box today. So close them. So $100 or less in your checking or savings. That really is bad numbers. I mean, that's a joke about you know, it's wanting people to not have money in the bank, but I'm very much willing to bet that these people just don't have that kind of money. There, There's a lot of them. And obviously with our office, we want to help you with budgeting. We want to help you with what to do if you're in trouble. We want to help you at whatever level you are at. So I know a lot of these firms around us, <laughs> you need to have 250000 or more. You have to do the heavy lifting. With us, if you have $100 in your bank account, we'll still talk to you and answer your questions. You know, one thing about that, they surveyed a thousand people. Whenever I see polls, whenever I see surveys, something that hits me, they don't call me. I mean, obviously I have Cardi, so I'm not going to answer anyway, but they don't even try to call me. So did they do this in Flint, Michigan or Pontiac, Michigan? Did they do this in Scottsdale, Arizona or Paradise Valley? 
you know, it, it, it is a sample. Over, that's a very, like 18 to what, 88? You know, was it strictly 18 and 19 year olds? Like, uh, you know, my brother, Jay, who haven't, actually, he's got decent money for him. Well, he should hey, probably he works. He takes money out of this, uh, out of his bank. We tried to buy cars when we were at Bear Jackson. He wanted to. He wanted to bid on a car and stick he you did. with it. He were, he kept grabbing your paddle while you were in the restroom. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no. On uh, the Saturday, this is peak Bear Jackson day when this is going to air. I love Bear Jackson. I look forward to this every week or every year. And we've told it, right? I'm really conservative financially except for when it comes to cars. That's my weak spot. I will tell I you. I like it. I went with you a couple times. I have a good time there. My whole thing is I'm not a big fan of crowds. So I, for me, it's kind of overwhelming. You know, when we went with Doug, our buddy Doug, a couple of years ago, it was too much for me. It was like, I just, I felt like I was being pushed and love looking at the cars, hate looking at all the people. So I'll stay home and watch it on TV. Anyway, so to wrap this thing up that Jim sent us, it's very interesting. It does kind of match up with a lot of what I'm reading that talks about the the substantial usage of credit cards. So it makes sense. I mean, you're only going to drum your credit card up if you don't have any money. Most people, I mean, I think at this point in our world, we all know, pay your credit card off every month. Some people can't do that. So they're, they're buying food and groceries and entertainment on a credit card. Those people do not have more than a hundred bucks in the bank and it sucks. So well, you live on that credit card cycle. You know, you run up the credit card and then you use what you keep in the bank to pay that down. Don't get me wrong. I do the same, um, but I have planned ahead for that. I'm very big on taking advantage of credit cards if you can. You know, if you know you have the money to be able to pay them off, get the points, um, you know, the flyer miles, the hotels, whatever you want to do. Let these credit cards pay for your vacations. You just have to make sure that you're staying on top of them because otherwise you're just paying for their CEO's vacations when you're paying 20, 30% interest. Absolutely insane. I agree. No, credit card debt is the worst thing we see. I mean, you need a mortgage in most cases. You need a car payment. Credit card debt is, it's horrible. And it's just, it's so accepted. It's like, we, we're all taught that it's okay. You know, you work hard, you deserve this, you need this. Well, I don't know. I mean- Well, that's we, just leverage in general. That's how you make more money. You have to borrow a ton to make a ton, but that's not what the average American is doing. They're borrowing a ton just to get by. So I'm going to steal. Oh, I am going to JR this. I'm going to move to the one topic I have. I just watched Dumb Money. And you said you've already seen it, right? Yes. Your mom and I went in the theater and saw it. It was so good. So if you haven't watched it, it's now streaming on Netflix. But Dumb Money is about GameStop and that whole debacle, which if you've listened to the show, you've heard us comment on it You know, from the beginning which I said at first I thought was extremely stupid. I thought it was a company that was dying. But as we've said multiple times on this show, company financials don't actually mean anything to the stock market. There's no there's no foundation to the stock market. It's, it's legalized gambling. And not only is it legalized gambling, but they've made you think you're smart by buying into their system. So if you have an opportunity to watch this movie to kind of get some insights to what happened, but the basics were you, this guy convinced retail investors to buy this stock um, because of a short squeeze. A short squeeze forces people to buy shares. And when you're forced to buy a share, no matter what the price is, that can raise prices. So 
It was just such a beautiful movie. But again, these big corporations, even the retail investors in this, a lot of that was based on leverage. They're spending money they don't have. And I get that spending money you don't have can help you gain more, but it could also hurt you significantly more than anything else. And our whole, the whole show, our whole stand, you know, everything we stand for is don't spend money you don't have. You know, it's different if you have to take out credit cards to get by for a living, right? I mean, these these statistics are extremely sad and we see them all the time, but that's one thing. But otherwise, it's have no debt, don't owe anything to anybody. You know, keep what's yours. Are you going to become a billionaire doing that? Probably not, but you're not going to lose it all. Well, you have a lot of very wealthy people that use debt the right way to create wealth. I mean, you've got Robert Kiyosaki. He's a multimillionaire, but he also owes millions. I mean, he's leveraged money to make money. You know, well, the average well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm against, though. I get that people have done it and have succeeded, but I'm willing to bet more people have done it and failed. And there was a clip. I can't remember if we played it on the show a couple weeks ago or not, but we talked about it. But he said, and you know what's funny is, obviously, you know, I know at Station we're on, Trump has said the same thing. It doesn't matter how much debt that he brings out because the banks can't call it him, call him on it. Because if they do, they'll go bankrupt. I mean, how terrible of is that as a society, we've built our entire system around these people being allowed to borrow so much that they may never have to repay because the banks will crumble if they don't and take everything else with them. <laughs> Sounds great if you're one of them. I mean, it's everything you're oh, saying. Is really kinda... Don't get me wrong. If I'm in that position, I would do it too. Just so you talk about yeah. Trump's being a, a great uh, talking point right now in the news. But they called him out for paying $800 in taxes, right? And everybody was up in arms, all these politicians. The politicians made the rules so that he only had to pay $800 in taxes. That's on them. That's not on him. If I'm in that position, I'm taking advantage of that too. That's totally unacceptable for them to just shift the blame like that. So they should close these loopholes, but they don't because they take advantage of these loopholes too. Well, and I've, I, I'm not sure how many times I can say it to people, but the rich get richer, the poor hover, and the middle class is shrinking badly. So it's, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change. I mean, this, this is what it is. And you know, the golden rule, the, the he who has all the gold makes the rules, and the people that make the rules don't want it to change. You know, well, that's we're not what stopped that short squeeze too. We talked about that on the show. They stopped trading. They stopped trading on Robinhood, which is what most of these retail investors were doing, and then. Didn't Nancy Pelosi gave her, no, no, Janet Yellen got paid almost a million dollars to speak at Citadel, and Citadel was one of the the huge head funds that got taken down by GameStop. Like, they stopped training. The little guys were winning. The little guys were beating Wall Street, and they just stopped trading. And what I didn't know, they brought this up in the movie, and I had to read a little quick article on it, but Piggly Wiggly in, like, the 1920s, had you ever heard of that? I've heard of a grocery store in Florida, I believe it is. Isn't that where Piggly Wiggly is, South? Yeah, the same one. But there were short squeezes a hundred years ago. And that's what bankrupted the original owner. Because he bought all his shares to fight against the short squeeze. The you know, this was before the SEC was really put together. But they found a way to stop trading on it. So they stopped trading so that he lost all his money because people panicked. It's the exact same thing that we saw with Robin Hood. 
and GameStop. See, I don't know why you're worried all the time because things work in cycles. Yeah, but you're also, you're pointing out why I'm worried all the time because this stuff stinks. I mean, it's, you know, for the rich to get richer, the poor to hover in the middle class shrinking, it stinks. It's not right. It's not fair. So, but life isn't fair. So we deal with it. You know, I, and I'm watching, you know, you look at the, the very wealthy, the politicians, they're, they're out of control. I mean, just doing a little quick search, getting ready for the show. I'm seeing, you know, I haven't heard anything in a while about menthol cigarettes. I was very disturbed when the government came out last year and said they were going to ban menthol cigarettes. So I looked into that. They, they haven't stopped that. They've just put that on hold in March of this year. They're going to put that back on the table to ban menthol cigarettes. I remember when the mayor Bloomberg in New York was going to ban big gulps. You couldn't get a 32 ounce drink. Of course, you know, you, you can get a couple 16 ounce drinks. You just can't get a 32 ounce drink. They're, they're idiots. It's dumb. You know, if we ban menthol cigarettes, did we learn anything from the 1920s? There'll be a <laughs> prohibition where, you know, somebody's going to come around the cartels. They're going to, instead of just smuggling people, they're going to be <laughs> smuggling yeah, we took away from the cartels. So we have to give them something so that they can make money. Right. We shut down cartel island. They are. Jeez. I do. So government shut down. Let's talk, talk to that for a second. You know, you haven't heard a word about that in the last couple of weeks. What What happened? We were supposed to shut the government down. Oh, you know what they did? They did a, a continuing resolution. Now we have to talk about it again in, in what, less than two months? On March 1st and March 8th, we hit the ceiling again. So it's just everything we talk about. Ceiling. What's it even matter? I mean, what does it even matter? I mean, what's the point of shutting it down if they've just kind of given themselves an amount of dollars? I want to shut it down. I want to shut it down. I want to shut everything down. I want the dip to tip. I want things. I want us to feel some pain and air everything out and rebuild for you and for Jim. I want Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security revamped. I want healthcare's borders, politics. I want it all revamped. So it, it it does matter. We're on a we're on a very slow creep, and eventually things are going to change. And I don't think for the better. And I'm getting impatient as I get older, and I want it to change. So it it will matter one day. You'll you'll thank me later for giving you some heads up. So uh, let's go to Seattle for a second. Seattle, Washington is looking at tripling their property levy to ease the housing crisis. One of my things that I've been really really watching closely the last year. Where where are reparations going on? I know we brought up Evanston, Illinois. You know we're we're always bringing up the free money programs. I I did print one for today just so I could. Remember to talk about it. Uh, the Daily Hodel said that one million two hundred thousand—that's a very small number. Boy, these people are amateurs. One point two million will be handed out with no strings attached as the Guaranteed Income Program launches in Long Beach, California. I don't know why that one kind of surprised me. I picture Long Beach is a little more affluent, but I—I I mean, I haven't been there in twenty years. But anyway, so uh, yeah. $500 a month in Long Beach. Seattle is talking about tripling their property levy. When I did more research on the article I read, I'm like, what is a levy? Is that property taxes? And I guess it's like, it goes along with property taxes, but it's it's basically, they want to raise $970 million over the next seven years to put up over 3,000 new units of affordable housing. So poverty level housing. And, and good I mean, that's that's okay. I just, the redistribution of wealth in this country is slowly creeping around the entire, 
country. And, and nobody seems to notice it. Nobody's talking about it. I had a, a like kind of a heated discussion with somebody recently about the borders. And they're like, nothing's changed. Peoria, Glendale, Sun City, we don't see any differences. Nothing's changed. I'm like, well, you need to start poking around on, on the internet. I mean, it's changing in Chicago. It's changing in New York. I mean, you know, there's a bunch of people sleeping in airports on the floor. By the time it changes here, you're going to notice a difference. You know, there's some people that are getting a little bit upset because if you're at the airport, <laughs> you and I, Anthony, at the airport, have to show photo ID. We have to have a passport or a driver's license. They need to see our picture with our government-issued ID. Do you realize that you can you can take them aside and say, I don't have a photo ID, and they'll let you through if you're not here like you and I are? Are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you saying people without passports can get on I'm, I'm saying people are coming through the border. They're coming into Yuma. They're coming into Texas. They're coming into Arizona. And then what we're doing with people is we're putting them on planes and buses and we're scattering them around the country. So by the time there's no room in the rest of the country and they start filling up Glendale and Peoria and Sun City, it's it's going to be a very much changed landscape in this country. And and I, you know, yeah, do a little digging. I mean, it's it's funny. I think I could for, you know, for a living full time, I could just spend my time on the Internet cross referencing, vetting, verifying all the crazy stuff that's going on. You know, this this guy that's a uh, big, big uh, viral video of a guy came across the border threatening people. You will know my name. Apparently, he's you know kind of a big deal in Iran. He's a terrorist and he's threatening this country. There's a lot of weirdness. And if all you do is watch the mass singer and dance with the stars, you're not getting this stuff. You're not seeing it. Don't you think you're getting yourself in trouble watching those things too? Well, like, how think... do you know that's not fake? You know how easy it is to make <laughs> videos? <laughs> Why do you have to bring the NFL into this? Really? The Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. We all know that. So, no, oh, I it's... think you have to take critical thinking to any video you see, whether or not it makes your point or not. Yes, but critical thinking is a lost art in this country. And critical thinking means you can enjoy the mass singer. You can enjoy that. But you also better be aware of your surroundings. You better know what's going on in the world. You know, you 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 better be watching that cities are giving away money because it's your money. If if you live in Seattle now and they're and you're gonna have to pay another, you know, whatever it is, five hundred bucks a year, whatever it comes up to be, it, it I don't know. It's redistribution of wealth. It's all kind of coming at the same time and going the same direction. And, you know, uh, Jim sent me an article this week. Thank you very much, Jim, on on this stuff in Texas with the border patrol. It's, you know, these articles are crazy. Basically, the country, you know, states are supposed to be sovereign. They're supposed to be able to protect themselves. They are supposed to trump the federal government for the safety of their state. The federal government right now is basically suing Texas. Texas is doing, suing this, the federal government. Texas has been putting up razor wire to keep people out. The federal government is saying you can't do that. Well, it went to the Supreme Court this week, and in a five to four de- five to four decision, it got struck down. They're saying yes, the federal government is right. You can't protect your state. How do you think this is going to end in five years, ten years, twenty years? I, I just I don't get it. And what kind of cost is involved with all these troops, with all this stuff going on? I mean, I, I don't know. I just I think everything is going to be coming to a head, and I I don't think it's good. I mean, I never in my lifetime would have thought I would have seen federal government and states sue each other. And here we are. And by the way... I mean, it's not the first time it's happened in this country before. But I was surprised by that case. I mean, 
I'm not surprised that the federal government went the route they did. I don't agree with it, but I'm actually not surprised. Well, and with the Supreme Court saying it's okay to cut down the the protections of the border, what that tells me is the country is no longer a sovereign nation. It's basically saying you cannot protect your southern border. It, that that's it's not going to affect me like it is you, Anthony. It, it's going to affect me three decades less than you. Well, the Excellent. whole country was, you know, I love playing devil's advocate on the show. The whole country is based on immigration. It was different. The whole people changed their names. People, they learned the language. I don't know. It was just it was done. It was done a different way. They you, you basically assimilated. There were things that were different. Now we have no idea who's here. You, you've got it's a similar, person. though in the 1920s they had separate neighborhoods for the Italians, for the Irish, for the Chinese. Yeah, but they all seemed right. to love the country. I mean, it, it all seemed like they wanted the better of the country. They didn't yeah, want argue that there. Yeah, they didn't yeah. want to bleed into each other's neighborhood. I mean, I'm from the north side of Chicago. It's like you know, you had Humboldt Park. That was the Puerto Ricans. You you had the Irish. You're right. You had, you had the Asians. You had all these different people who were separated. But the one thing it didn't seem. Like they would all let the country be torn down. They all seem to care about working hard, doing the right things. I'm not sure that's what we have now, but I guess we'll see. And and I, after I got that article, you know, from Jim that that went a little more in depth on the Texas thing, it's like I started looking for other things. What what's the cause and effect? Where does this go from here? I found one piece of uh, found one piece of news from State of the Union. This was yesterday on the 23rd. Senator Marsha Blackburn is pressing Joe Biden's administration Mm -hmm. to disclose the amount of taxpayer money diverted from veterans to provide health care services to (laughs) recently arrived illegal aliens. She highlighted reports of significant taxpayer funds being used for illegal immigrants' medical expenses while veterans face long waiting lines for claims processing. Blackburn criticizes the VA for seemingly prioritizing eliminating illegal immigration over veterans and calls for an immediate stop to resource allocation for illegal immigrants care and claims how about zero how about we take care of our veterans first and with what's left over we help people that are new here how about we stop giving money to i don't know what it is 130 140 150 out of 190 200 countries how about we work on our our stuff first so i, I don't know gonna buy our debt China, Japan, they love our debt. When BRICS gets here and we lose the uh, world reserve currency, then we'll worry about debt for right now. It's not an issue. No, don't get me wrong. I feel like we definitely need to stop spending over there and we need to support the people in this country. But our country's barely holding on. I I get why they do it. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. They're not- You are, JR, today. You're actually, nothing you've said today is differing to my opinions, which is- We agree- on everything, and for the most part, it's just our approach to it. <laughs> My approach is right, and yours is different. Oh, is that so, yes. So I, I do, I do. I know today's going to go really fast, like usual. I want to, I want to jump into something very important. But before I get there, let me air out a couple more articles that I know I can do really quickly. I've got one from the 13th of January from the Daily Hodel. Love that. The articles are always really short, clear, concise. Frantic customer calls J.P. Morgan Chase. I won't name names, but it's a big bank. She called frantic customer calls J.P. Morgan Chase as $10,700 exit her bank account. Now the banking giant says it's not to blame. She was scammed. 
she basically was scammed. She had a a text alert or something that said somebody's trying to take funds. Though I read that article. Well, she, gave, yeah, she it, allowed them to change the pin. Well, she did, but let me tell you the rest of the story because this right. this makes a difference on whether or not it would happen to you or me. So it's one thing to be a dumbass. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it, you know, if somebody calls and says, "I need your pin," or "I need to change your pin," or "I need your social security number," or "I need you to buy a Google Play store card," you know, say no. But this was a little different. She got an alert that somebody's trying to spend seventeen hundred bucks. So she calls the number at Chase. As she's calling, somebody else from Chase from the exact number on her card calls her. So while she's on the phone with this person, she's also trying different numbers at Chase. There's a 20-minute wait to get to a person. So see what's going on here? The actual so created number, like a, it's a real experience. Yes, like a phishing, whatever you call it. They, they, they have the Chase number, and it says call already says Chase, and they're telling her that somebody's trying to take out more money. You need to change your PIN. So as she's on hold on the other number, she she does it. She changes her pin, and then instantly ten thousand seven hundred dollars goes out. And now she's fighting with Chase, and they're basically saying, "We will never ask you to change your pin." And sorry, you shouldn't have done that. They're willing to give back the seventeen hundred dollars, not the ten thousand seven hundred dollars. And I guess the only reason that I bring this up, yes, she should not have changed her pin because it's gotten so advanced. That, that it looks like it's actually Chase trying to help her and it's somebody else. Haven't we talked about that too? If you call in, even if you call in the correct number, that I've heard stories of people hacking. Even you make the phone call and then they hack into the call midway before you connect anybody. So as far as you're concerned, you called in correctly. And That's then crazy, bro. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So what so, should people do? Should they have hard assets? And things at home. <laughs> Should they pay down debt? Should they buy food and water and gold and silver and guns and ammo? Yes. Trust anybody anymore. That's the whole moral of the story. Well, no, the real moral of the story is this poor lady. I mean, it sucks that so she's going to get seventeen hundred back, but not ten thousand seven hundred. But the rest of the country only has a hundred dollars in checking, <laughs> so this can't happen to them. Yeah, yeah, let's hang in then. Right? Everybody wins. If everybody is poor, then they can't lose money, right? Right? Absolutely insane. No, I'm. That whole, uh, that article is crazy. It is. So let me give you a couple of feel good things. And then I'm going to get to what I think is the most important thing for the day. One feel good thing is we're here. If we can help you one person, one couple, one family at a time on any of this stuff, give us a call 623-523-0444 or reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Remember, all of JR and Anthony's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. At Rochford & Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J.R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. 
Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Another Monday show. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition as we come near the end of January. And if you missed that excellent first segment, be sure to listen back anytime, anywhere in podcast form, Apple, Google, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform of your choosing. Thomas Edison once said, good fortune is what happens when opportunity meets planning, and it's 2024, an election year. So if you're concerned about market volatility during the 2024 election cycle, here are a few things to just keep in mind. You should consult with a licensed fiduciary financial advisor to properly allocate your dollars to protect and even grow your money during difficult market conditions. Don't be tempted to make sudden emotional decisions with your money either. Converting to cash in your investment accounts could result in a melting ice cube situation where your money will not keep pace with inflation and you lose buying power that way. Now is not the time to put your hard-earned and hard-saved money under the mattress. Also, a licensed financial advisor, or in this case with JR and Anthony, licensed financial advisors, can help reduce the volatility in your portfolio with a tactical asset allocation strategy that rebalances and rotates into desirable sectors for your investments on a monthly basis. So again, don't just hang in there with your investments. So one more time, JR and Anthony, they'd love to meet with you, discuss some of these things and more, of course, and also discuss how they can assist with your financial needs. Building plans for our listeners is what those guys do, and they do it very well. A family practice right there in the greater Phoenix area, J.R. Rochford, Anthony Correo. Give them a call, 623-523-0444, or reach out via email at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Again, that phone number, 623-523-0444, and the email, team at anothermoneyshow.com. Hey, question, are you 50 years or older? Reach out to the guys right now for a three-step guide in preparing for retirement. Visit anothermoneyshow.com or email the guys at team at anothermoneyshow.com and book your free no-obligation consultation and get started on the three-step process in preparing for retirement. All right, coming up next, the guys outline the things people waste their money on. Here's today's conclusion of Another Money Show. Have a great rest of your weekend. You're listening to Another Money Show. Anthony, you had a caller. You had a, a radio listener call in this week. Yes, that makes I us did. feel so good. It was wonderful, especially because they called, I think they called either right after listening or in the middle of listening to last Saturday. So you know who you are. I told you I would shout you out because he said that we should give more red alerts on this show. He said he felt last week that there was really this call to action, that things weren't bad and he needed to make moves. And I feel like that's almost every show. I mean, you literally just (laughs) tell this story about how someone got hacked by the same number on the back of their card, which is absolutely insane. But that's what we try to do. We try to educate. You know, I spent 20, 20, 20, 30 minutes on the phone with this guy. And I I don't know if there's anything we can do uh, to help personally that will benefit us. But he had some ideas on my in mind that he ran past me and I said, you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean, of course, we would love to sit down with everybody, but he just wanted some reassurance that he was on the right track and I thought he was. So, you know, whether we hear back again at any point that 
it doesn't matter. I feel like I helped somebody. We say this all the time on the show. We just want to educate. Of course, we need to stay in business. We need appointments, all that, you know, any other radio show with financial stuff. They're all going through the same thing. But we're really just here for education. We want people to do what's smart and in their best interest. So if you want to... How do we get a hold of Karma is a good thing. You know, I mean, how have I made it here since the late 90s without having to worry? I do the right things day in, day out. And it's funny because the guy that you spoke with, he might not need you right now. But you know what? In two years from now, you might be sitting down with him. That that happens all the time. So make sure you reach out to us. We'll be there for you. We'll help you in any way we can. Make sure you go on that YouTube channel. Doug's doing a great job doing the, the activities high. And we're getting a lot of people noticing us on there. So another thing that Jim, this is the week of Jim. Jim sent another article. Kevin O'Leary reveals two stupid ways most people waste $15,000 a year. The article's real short. You know, Kevin O'Leary, I'm not, you know, isn't he a billionaire? Isn't this the shark tank? (laughs) So, you know, I, I really don't need his advice. I mean, it's easy to tell everybody else what to do when you're a billionaire or a multimillionaire. Looking at you, Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman. Kevin O'Leary. Not financial advisors. That's why they get to give their opinions. That is true. They're authors and entertainers. But anyway, so Kevin O'Leary, <laughs> he says, stop buying coffee for exorbitant prices. And it's it's funny because we all know this. I guess just maybe if Kevin is your idol, you're going to take heed to this warning. But basically, he's saying stop buying coffee. And if you start bringing a sandwich, it says here, you and I quote, you go to work, you spend $15 on a sandwich. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> it, <laughs> what if it that. makes you happy, though? That's the whole Dave Ramsey thing. Like, don't go to a restaurant unless you work in a restaurant. Don't spend anything if you have debt. Like, no, like you can get by a bus tomorrow. Like, do it within reason. No. Right. No, Moderation is the key no. to life. Don't eat a sandwich. That's your financial advice. <laughs> All this insider trading, you can just buy out entire companies and your advice is people don't eat sandwiches. That air. <laughs> See, I told you this would be light and airy and I love your take on this. So let me finish this one thing because I find it hilarious. You go to work, you spend $15 on a sandwich. What are you, an idiot? It costs you 99 cents to make a sandwich at home and bring it with you. First of all, Kevin. When's the last time you went grocery shopping? I'm sure you have people do it for you. 99 cents. You can't make a sandwich. You can make a leaf of lettuce. You, yeah, you learned, recently learned about grocery shopping. with I being did. And I was like, what was the last time you've been grocery shopping? Well, because I'm a billionaire like Kevin O'Leary. I don't have to. I send your mother to the store. Give her a list <laughs> of what I demand. So, so if no. you're not a billionaire, get married, and then you never have to go grocery shopping. Or do the right thing and marry a billionaire. I'm, Kevin yeah. O'Leary's not a bad looking man, is he? I'll, I'll, I'll take him. Those so, ladies out there that are billionaires. I'm you are Jared today. Are you going to let me finish this? Is this what <laughs> I feel? No. This is what now you know. This is exactly it's like. It's horrible. Yeah. No, keep okay. going. I'll keep Next it quiet. Week, I'm not going to say a word. You've, you've heard I'm just kidding. I'm not going to keep it quiet. I can't wait to interrupt you. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I'll be looking forward to it. Let me finish this one piece. So most people particularly working in metropolitan cities are just starting out in their job, making their first $60,000 piss away <laughs> 15,000 a year on stupid stuff. 
And so, and that's that's him saying this. So that's what I want is my financial advice on sandwiches and coffee from a billionaire. The, the other thing is save money. Of course you can. But what if that's the only joy you have in your life? Is that one regrettable hour you get for lunch that you get to have a sandwich made somewhere else from someone who makes sandwiches better than you do? Well, he's also saying you're making your first, you're making 60 grand a year. And if you don't, if you don't make, if you don't buy your sandwich and coffee, you're going to save $15,000 of that. So you're telling me one coffee and one sandwich a day is taking up 25% of my gross income? I yeah, don't, don't you think that's a problem with the entire economy then? Don't you think that's a problem with the wages? If buying lunch is going to take away 25% of your earnings, don't you think there's a bigger problem at hand? I do, but now you're taking it serious and I don't want that conversation. We've already... Right, I'll let you move sideways so I can interrupt the next one. Go on. Yeah, what else are we talking about? All right, so Jim, Doug, as you're getting ready for the YouTube channel, if you want to show this little picture... If you want to show what I'm going to talk about next, I found, I got, I went through my emails, my personal emails yesterday, and I got an email from the Arizona Humane Society, which your mom and I, a couple times a year, we always donate to them. I, I, you know, people have to find what's passionate for them, cancer society, heart, you know, whatever. The Humane Society is one of the ones that we like to donate to. Halo Animal Rescue is another one. But I just, this email really, really stopped me. Most of their emails, you know, I know you always need money. I get it. When I have extra money, I give it to you. You're not Ukraine. I feel good about myself. But anyway, so this email, it said, book a cuddle bunch and help homeless pets. And I was like, book a cuddle bunch. And so I actually pushed some links. You can have them take to your wedding or to your party or your corporate event. They'll bring (laughs) puppies kittens or bunnies eagerly awaiting their chance to nuzzle up with you at your next event so hurry up and book your cuddle bunch today i thought this was one of the coolest financial things i've ever seen in my career i did go to the step of booking this because i want to know prices i mean you know i'll bet every single person that cuddles little puppies donates yes so it's actually not that bad considering they're coming to you it is for events and team building four hundred and twenty-five dollars for two hours. If oh, that's you, not bad at all. No. Wedding Hold on, let me make a plug before you read that. So another money show hosted by Rochford and Associates will be hosting this humane society thing so we can play with puppies. So if you are interested, reach out at team at another money show dot com or give us a call six two three five two three zero four 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 if we get people interested in this i will spend the money to host a puppy show at our office okay Amy, this is wicked cool because i'm up for this i will help you sponsor this event and be i waste money on sandwiches all the time (laughs) i want people to be able to enjoy themselves i want to enjoy my happiness right i'm tired i'm listening to kevin o'leary i'm no longer buying sandwiches i'm just renting puppies Excuse me, I had to take a sip of my made-at-home Keurig coffee. So nice. to finish this one up, I'm super excited. I think we should do that. We need to we need to limit it to like 20 people so we can do it to the office, but we need to do this. I am serious about that. If you guys are interested, reach out to us. I think that's awesome, and I know you're serious about it, and I think that's really cool. 
that is something that would be so much fun. So, and then weddings, $950 for three hours. So, I don't know. I just, if, if you get a chance, go on the website for the Arizona Humane Society and look up this cuddle bunch because I think this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Now, back to my hatred for humanity, my, my fear for the human race. I want to get to what I think is the most important for the thing for the week. Actually, I've got a tie for two of them. One's real quick. If you want to kind of do what I do and see what's coming, there's a few people on YouTube that I follow every day because, they, you know, I get heads up. You know, a lot of what I say on here, I, I don't make stuff up. I find it. I read and research every day of my life to bring stuff. So in one hour, you can hear what it took me 20 hours. So that's what this is about. I, I really, I found something new that I'm going to probably go on here weekly and check this out. It's a website called supplychaindive.com. All one word, of course, because it's a website address, supplychaindive.com. And I just, I poked on there yesterday for a little bit. If you go to the bottom of the homepage, you're going to see a, a little part that says about. Go to that about page, scroll down, and you're going to find a list of pertinent topics, whether it's like disrupt disruptions for healthcare or whatever. So whatever industry you're in, go to this supply chain dive, go to the bottom of the homepage, look for about, and then go look for the list of, of items. It's crazy. I will warn you, you know, you, you might start going into a rabbit hole <laughs> because I, I wound up being in there for over a half an hour, just, just, you know, trying to take a peek yesterday. So, oh man, Jim just slammed me on the, on the notice board, took 20 hours to read headlines terrible time terrible time management and you should buy more sandwiches dang jim that was oh anthony said it wasn't even jim no i i he blamed it i thought it'd be way more fun to say through text sorry this what is, were you, saying? you know this is i the the uplifting you today is making me very happy anthony usually you're the old crabby dude get off my lawn I'm the young, fun, millennial type dude. So, all right. I just want you to kind of, I didn't want to forget to bring that up to you. If you want to kind of know some of what's coming before it really gets here, take a look at that website. So I read numerous articles that really, I heard about this on some radio show and I kind of, I kind of blew it off. I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. I mean, of course this is what's going on. But then I, I spent a little time this week researching more. Let me, let me just read the uh, title to one of these articles. This one's from the Washington Times on the 17th of January. Federal agencies flagged Americans' financial transactions using terms like Trump and MAGA. Well, of course. I mean, you know, if you don't see how polarized this country is, polarized to the level that we, we actually, in, in my lifetime, could see a civil war. So... But th this this one really got to me, and I and I did a bunch of research. It led me to a bunch more research. It, it, this is scary. After the uh, January sixth, they said there were a riot here. FinCEN sent materials to financial institutions that, among other things, outlined typologies of different persons of interest. The bank they named in this article, and then I've I've got two other articles here with me. The only bank that's named is Bank of America. 
I have a feeling it is not limited to Bank of America. So some of what they were looking for, they're looking for keywords. So our government, FinCEN, went to your bank and they wanted to flag words such as Dick's Sporting Goods, Cabela's. Don't laugh. You're not 12, Anthony. And before you were talking about short squeezes and naked shorts. I mean, I, I was tempted to make dad jokes. I didn't bring up naked shorts. All mine were clothes. Maybe I was just thinking that. <laughs> Maybe I oh, was thinking. Yeah, you're the immature one. Sorry, go on. I am. So, and then I read, I, the more I read, the more angry I'm getting. It, so this has been going on for years. And then there are keywords. There's these things called MCC codes that the bank uses. The code 3484 a, a word that, that would trigger that code is small arms. Let's see here. Sporting and recreational goods and supplies. Uh-huh. All right. So, this, yes. I was going to say, I, I sent you that article because we talked about the convoy in Canada, right? You got a third world country. If it's something that could happen here, it could probably or happen there. It could happen here. But they found that illegal what the government did. And they said they overreached. What does that do to fix the problems that they caused? The damage is already done. And what's going to happen? Mothers, what's the repercussions? Who's going to get in trouble for that? Who's going to go to jail? No one. Right. So what's going to happen to these banks? What's going to happen to our government? All right. Our government has overreached, but what's going to happen to it? Nothing. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. You're going to suffer. You're getting nothing back from it. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, it's just shocking to me. And if you're not aware of this, it, you know, I just, I accidentally heard something about this on the radio a few weeks ago. It was this week I started digging into it. So th- this is just shocking. Let's see here. Let me, let me tell you a couple of things. I, I just don't think people should blow this off. I think we need to wake the hell up and I think we need to take action. You know, does your vote count? I don't know. But just in case you better still do it. But, you know, maybe start doing some things under the radar. Don't use a credit card. If you go to Dick's Sporting Goods or Cabela's and you're buying guns or ammo, you might have to be paranoid and bring cash. You know, I mean, you might have to well, put up a cashless society, then you can't do that anymore. So they yeah, everything. Uh, you see, uh, so Trump said no cashless in his, you know, if he gets elected for four years. I just sent you a post. Robert Kennedy Jr. said that too for the next four years. So again... I'm I'm worried about year five if either one of them get in because this is definitely it's coming. I believe it's coming. So what if and and I understand what you're saying. I mean it's it's delaying the inevitable, but I you know I mean here I'm going to be the ho- the one with hope. What if we have four years of Kennedy or of whomever that wants to keep cash, wants to start paying on the debt, wants to do the right things in this country? Maybe the four years can somehow lead to another four years you know, with either the same person or a new one, maybe somehow without total chaos, this country can get its head out of its sand and, and turn directions and change things for well, you. It and- can do without chaos, but it won't be without disruption. It'll be chaotic. It'll not be good if this country turns around. And I, I don't I think, I mean, I know I, I'm half empty. I don't think we're going to get away with this. I don't think we we have a decade left. I don't think we have five years left. I think we do get chaos. I mean, I, I don't know. This this thing yeah. scared the heck out of me. 
It says here, among, among other things, the report identified as reasons that could mobilize criminal actors and DVEs to violence to include increased socio-political pressures surrounding firearm legislation, the easing of immigration restrictions, as well as discontent with renewed measures to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. What, what the hell? What this is basically saying, anybody that is worried about open borders, any th- anybody that's, that's worried about the infringement of your Second Amendment right, anybody that, that questions what the hell is going on with this new disease X, which I'm, I'm hearing they're working on a vaccine for disease X, and yet we don't know what it is yet. It's called disease X because we don't know if it's another COVID strain, if it's Marburg, if it's Nipah. We don't know what it is, yet we're working on it. We, uh, you know, I got a little meme or something this morning for Jim, <laughs> right? Is that what I sound like? It, it said, trust the science. Like, trust the science. Like, that's that's what we're supposed to do. Just trust the powers well, to be. Science is wrong a lot of the time. Science is only right until it's proven wrong, which is most of the time. That's how we've gotten to where we're at. You keep testing theories. But you keep telling people that have $100 in the bank and all they want to do is go home and crack open a beer and watch the mass Singer. You tell them, we got this. We're in control. You just settle down. Now we're going to go for the last, what, three years into your bank account. And, and the thing that frightened me more than anything else about any of these articles, the last paragraph of one of them says here, the FBI had requested, let me, let me, hey, let this one sink in. The FBI, so now we got FinCEN and the FBI involved, had requested, infor- by the way, I am not suicidal. If I go missing and you're running out of time, read it. Oh, are we? No. Read. Go. The FBI requested information from Bank America on any historical purchase. What? What? Like if if I had a credit card transaction in 2021 after January 6th and they go in my bank account and they see that I shopped at Cabell's, are they going back further and seeing that in 2019 I bought a, a 22 caliber rifle? I mean, are you kidding? I, I don't know. I just, I thought this country, we had some privacies. I thought we had a bill of rights. Thought we had amendments. I thought we had a constitution. You I thought, thought we. I, apparently, I did. So I don't know. I just make sure you do some research on this and see if your bank has been looking at what you're doing, Anthony. Yeah, of course they have. Of course they have. We already know they're spying on uh, spying on you. That's what all in it. Anyways, that's it for today's show. If you like what you heard, you have questions on any of the topics today, or you want to sit down with us to review your personal financial situation, you can reach us at team at anothermoneyshow.com find us on the web anothermoneyshow.com you can book appointments with us straight from the website you can watch our YouTubes you can listen to past episodes on anywhere you listen to podcasts also I was very very serious about that humane society thing if you guys reach out and say that you would come to an event if I hosted one for the humane society I'm 100% into that so reach out to us again there are no minimums no cost for appointments nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. We'll see you again next Saturday at noon right here on 960 The Patriot. 
Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Do you have a vision for what you want your retirement to look like? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. <sighs> Planning for retirement can be overwhelming. A survey from GoBankingRates shows that one-third of Americans don't think they know enough about retirement, and they're probably right. So if you fall into that category, how do you know where to begin? Well, you've got to know where you want to go before you start planning how to get there. That's where having a smart vision for your retirement comes in. Whether you want to be a jet-setter during your retirement years, want to take it easy in a quiet cabin in the woods, or start a new adventure by opening your own business, you should set that goal and keep it in mind throughout your working years. Retirement expert Dean Wagenspach said during a recent TED Talk, I want to challenge all of us to redefine retirement away from depart, remove, withdrawal to a new definition, a blending of pay, passion, and purpose. Still, retirement looks different for everyone. Sit down with your spouse and talk about your retirement goals. That will make it easier to determine how fiscally responsible you need to be now and how much income you'll need to make it happen after you retire. That's right, I said income. More and more retirees are finding that cash flow is more important than one big nest egg number. That's when you want to say, hey, listen, I want to start thinking about all of this accumulation that I've done through these decades of working how do I begin to think about turning what I've saved and what I've accumulated into paychecks after I retire? That's Lee Baker, president of Apex Financial Services, speaking to CNBC. He says annuities are a great option for most retirees to generate an income you can never outlive. That's especially important since life expectancy has grown over the years, so you'll need to plan for a longer period of time than you may think. So, do you have a smart vision for your retirement years? That's a key question to consider as you start planning how to get there. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. The rise of women's sports has just broken through another glass ceiling. I'm Jim Tarabocchio with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. The first week of 2024 saw the debut of the highly anticipated Professional Women's Hockey League. And as Senior Vice President of Hockey Operations for the PWHL, Jaina Hereford told CBC Sports, the impact is large. I think it's just so impactful from a women's hockey perspective, from a women's sport perspective, and from a societal perspective. I have daughters and I have a son, and my son sits and watches the Women's World Cup with me, and he knows these female players, and he doesn't see them as female players. He sees them as athletes. The creation of the league came out of a 2023 merger of the Premier Hockey Federation and Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, split down the middle with three teams in America and Canada, respectively. 
The BWHL held its first ever game on January 1st at Toronto's Matinee Athletic Center and drew a sellout crowd of 2,537 fans. Additionally, sellouts are expected for games in Ottawa, Montreal, and Minnesota. Meanwhile, the NHL has kicked in with logistical and operational support but are not part of the financial process. The league instead will rely predominantly on ticket sales and newly completed regional media deals with the likes of MSG Networks, Bally Sports North in the U.S., TSN and RDS and Sportsnet in Canada as financial generators within the next couple of years. For the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by Amerilife, I'm Jim Tarabokia.